Hello, everyone. Welcome inside the Kingdom Speak studio. Today, we're going to talk about the truth. What is truth? And we may even get into what is your truth and the truth. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Hello, listeners. Welcome in the studio, driving down the road, wherever you are right now. Keep your hands on the wheel. We are back for another premium episode, and the table has an extra chair pulled up to it once more. Man. We get used to this. Can you get him on camera, producer? Can you do that? What button is this? Right here. There you go. Man, let's welcome to the table, Pastor Nathaniel Urshan. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Great to be with you. Yes, this is awesome. Man, in the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. Manifested in the flesh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's one thing to be in the studio, man, and we're zooming in all that stuff, but it's so much better. It is. So much better. He's even drinking out of a good coffee mug. I am. I've yeah, got check that out. the Kingdom Speak coffee wow. mug, world famous. See, man. that's a left-handed mug. Left hand. Right. Yeah. Right. That's I there. You go. <laughs> you can turn it around and everything. It's <laughs> one of them fancy ones. Well, who knew? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're off the rails already. We, we are. Even started. We are. I've been looking forward to this. So, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, uh, we get a lot of reviews, and we try to start out with one every episode. So it would be a shame if we did not do that today. So here we go. Five-star review says this. Dear brethren, God bless Pastor McKillop and Brother Derek and Brother Producer. I appreciate y'all so much. Thanks for leaving us with this wisdom and knowledge of the word that we could learn and understand a little more. Please keep it up. Praying for y'all and your podcast. And that is from Brother E. Alexander on Apple Podcasts. Can I get one? And that name is easy. Brother E. Alexander. That was a good one. Very good. Thank you for having a name that's easily pronounceable. Yes. Yeah. Because how Apple works is it uses your iTunes username by default unless you manually punch in your name. Okay. So some some folks' username is like, you know. Some weird. J. N. Urshan nineteen forty four. And he will exclamation point. try to pronounce it as a single word so i make it into a name <laughs> generation 1974 yes question mark yeah. <laughs> that's good so yeah there it is so we're recording this <clears throat> on yeah. the last day of power conference which yeah. is why we sound yeah we're a little exactly uh, the way we sound <clears throat> yes it's been a week man incredible it's been a week has been incredible Incredible. Yeah. And Pastor Urshan has been speaking at our conference. Um, wow. Man, we could podcast about what he preached last night. We could go a little while on it. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Leave it in Did there. you finish? There was a good deal left on the table. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rabbit trails. with gold. Wow. Yes. Just the concept of layering is. Yeah. Concept of layering, layering and covering. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. 
So we have had discussion before with Pastor Urshan, and we will give a huge shout out through the Biblos Network. Yeah, Biblos. Man. You guys are doing awesome. Yes. Yeah. You know, it is a wonderful day to articulate the apostolic message. You guys are doing a great job, Mm. and it is sorely, sorely needed. Thank God. You know, why give... Why give the field to the Philistines? You know, mm. David walked out there and met him on the field and and took the field. Yeah, and so it belongeth to Judah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. So. I mean, if Alex Jones can do this, <laughs> we can do this, can't we? Yes, yes. <laughs> what a comparison contest. Yeah, that was good. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> when you, you said the word Philistine, I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's a twelve foot tall one. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a shield, but he has a tinfoil hat. Yeah, yeah, he's got one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, where I see this going, guys, um, I believe this. I really believe this that the narrative has been hijacked mm. by denominal Christianity. And mm. if the rest of the world can hear, which is monotheistic, when you're talking about Judaism and Islam, and you're talking about for sure, yeah, mm. it, 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 monotheism is the thing. It is, mm. but it's been hijacked in, in the Western hemisphere by a false narrative. So the more we get this out, I think we're going to see feedback from right. strict monotheists. Right. And you are receiving that. We are. I know we are, mm-hmm. but you, you've been, you've talked to us about that. Yeah. Biblos, we, we, one of the things we tried to do is we're trying to start a missional dynamic and we're getting a ton of feedback. So we started Biblos Haiti and Biblos in Espanol and with the Azar family, Biblos in Arabic, we are getting a lot of feedback from both Muslims and Jews, uh, rabbis are, we're dialoguing with rabbis and people in the denominal world that I won't call names. Uh, one of them doesn't want his name out there because he can, his livelihoods at stake and he could s- suffer severe persecution. Um, but we're dialoguing behind the scenes and he said, this finally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this finally makes sense. That cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And we, we've had this discussion a lot and this was one of the leading elements to us jumping into the pool outside of pandemics and restrictions and all that was the overall need in the apostolic movement to create content Mm -hmm. rather than consume we we've we've become really good at consuming content yeah but that puts us at the mercy of the content creators it does and and they control the narrative so it's 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 thrilling to see an insurgence of content creators um it, it's time that we, we we take our rightful position the apostolic message is the most logical concise lens through which to see the world right and you know, people see the speaking in tongues and they see things that they don't understand and they think oh man that's a little different that's even you know, detractors point to that. But since the day of Pentecost, there's been detractors that mocked us. I guess they were, this thing was. They born. hadn't even sobered up yet, and they were talking <laughs> about right. it. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. But man, when you get down into all of the subject matter, it is impossible to refute. Yeah. So this is how you and I kind of roll. Um, so we, we're we're thrilled that you're here, and we we support what you do. Biblos Network, and then obviously your ministry. <clears throat> so 
but this is how we we kind of roll in our conversation. So this is what we're this is how we're going to just segue into today's topic. Pilate asked a, a pertinent question when he was looking face to face with Jesus, and he said, "What is truth?" Um, we are, we're in a we're in a society where um, truth has has become instead of being an absolute, it is more my version. You, you mm-hmm. hear that a lot. Subjective. Yeah. Yeah. It's my truth. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm living according to mm-hmm. my truth, as if there are a host of variations of what truth is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we define what truth really is. Um, what is that? What is the definition of truth? Jesus. One word answer. One word answer. Yeah. Obviously, there's branches and there's a host of a host of things. I'll tell you something interesting that I learned early on in Winning Souls. I would teach Bible studies to blue-collar guys who were roofers, who were handymen, who were men of the earth. They were uncouth. They were rough around the edges. They weren't really churchgoers. They just worked hard every day. They paid their bills. They paid their taxes. They would give you the shirt off their back. But their language wasn't great. They didn't know the scripture. Sure. <clears throat> now, I would teach Bible study to them. And once they saw truth, they became amazing saints. They right. repented of sin. They right. moved forward. I found I had more in common with those guys than the religious televangelist crowd, the denominal crowd that was living this pseudo version version lifestyle of it that's based on lies right and so i have often wondered if responsibility integrity honesty are the feeder roots of truth very good Mm -hmm. very good yeah it's something i noticed winning souls wow another thing to lift from that is is it not intriguing that you can be looking at it and not know it oh <clears throat> Pilate's looking him in the face. He's looking at truth. <laughs> and asking, what is it? Truth is in sandals and a robe. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. What is it? <clears throat> well, it's a huge question. It goes all the way back to him being the word, the logos. Right. The whole right. cosmos is put together by him, not by it, but by him. Yes. All things consist. Yes. Yes. I actually believe Jesus is the force that binds all molecules and all subatomic particles together. That logos is what holds yeah. it all together. Yeah. That's truth. Yeah. I, I've, and I've noticed this. I've noticed that the same truth that holds Acts 238 in place is the same truth that holds E equals MC squared in place. It all comes from the logos. Interesting. You remember when we had the discussion with Adam and Carissa King? Yeah, yeah. That's right. About the difference between general truths Mm -hmm. and revealed truths. Mm -hmm. I like that. God is the source of all truth. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that can be true that he is not the source of. But there are elements of 
formulas that are true. That's not revealed. That's a general truth, but it Laws exists. of nature, pretty much. Laws of nature. That's yeah. not even nature itself. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, day into day, uttereth speech, night into night, showeth his handiwork. There is no voice nor language where his voice is not heard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of answers the all tongues nations. Yes. When I went to Honduras to preach, they did. They were not impressed with my sophisticated theological. Oh, really? <laughs> they, <laughs> they just not impressed at all. Um, it was a thing. But when I use the illustration of a seed that falls to the ground, is buried, and then rises, they started getting the Holy Ghost and getting baptized left and right. I just use that simple agricultural metaphor that the Scripture uses. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the seed is the death, burial, and resurrection. And God put it in, he put it in nature. So many times when Jesus talked and told parables, it was about nature, Yeah. right? It was simple things that people could relate with. He didn't go theological with a lot of them. No. Yeah. Told them a story, right? Yeah. The God who made, and then you read about apostles who talk and they say, let me tell you about the God who made the sea. Right? People can relate with that. Well, yeah, and you know they didn't have epistles. No, yeah. <laughs> they were in the business of living them. Right, That's right. <laughs> so they Writing. Say, it's yeah. us that think we're so smart, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. Well, and they didn't have uh, using the parable as an example. When you're hearing the parable, you don't have the perspective of diving into the depths of what that parable is. You, you, you know, we read it and then we parse it and we say, well, this piece could be symbolic yeah. of this and that could be, <laughs> they're hearing it yeah. and they have to grab it for the context of what is being presented by that moment. Mm. I think sometimes we can read a whole lot more into it even. Than yeah, what, all the oh, commentaries sure. about a short and, parable. And, and what he was saying. Oh, yeah. They pile it on. <laughs> yeah. But the disciples did afterwards say, hey, what did you mean? For yeah. sure. Right? Yeah. But he provides the commentary on he it. He does yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so if he is before all things, that means all things. He's before yes. all things. Mm-hmm. And by him all things consist. That means that all of these simple nature, agricultural metaphors are actually reflections of him. Mm-hmm. And I have contended before, and I preach this, that it's a, technically speaking, it's a mistake to say God is like bread in an attempt to try to get somebody to understand God. The truth is, bread's like God. Hmm. Bread is a miniature Bible study yes. of what it means to be filled. Very good. Water is like God. God's not like water. Yes. So that in all yes. things he might have preeminence. Yes. And he is that originating constant. So he's truth. He's the standard that everything is measured to. Yes. Wow. So <clears throat> this is kind of like uh, Jordan Peterson saying that he came to the understanding that there was a God by discovering the devil. Wow. So... If the devil exists, then he he came to the conclusion that there has to be the alternative to him. 
which led him to where is God, who is God. So he worked from evil towards righteousness. If we have just established one side of the discussion, which is God is truth and he is the standard for truth, then what is a lie? Mm. I think these are two fundamental definitions that we need that the rails of the kingdom have to ride on. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. What is truth? What is a lie? What is a lie? Well, you know, people are going to immediately point to the Ten Commandments. And they're going to say, well, the scripture says, thou shalt not bear false witness. And they assume that that means thou shalt not lie or say something that is not completely factually as it seems. Right. Right. And that is not what it means. Not what it means. No. It is not what it means. No. You know, bearing false witness really has to do with relationships and and bearing a witness that is untrue against a person. And there's a legal dynamic there that, you know, we're forbidden to do that. If you're going right. to serve the Lord, God is truth. We're not going right. to bring a false witness against a person. Right. So to support the accusation, we are going to bear a false witness about this event, this party that was was part and parcel to it, and that's what he's dealing with. Yes. So all of this sets us up to really where we're going. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a huge philosophical deal today in 22, 2022. Universities are saying there is no truth. Right. Um, mm. Who's to say that Western culture is better than other cultures? Who's to say that our way is better than their way. Everybody's way is exactly the same. You have just a right to this as I do. And let me, let me be a student of whatever weird thing you're doing. Yeah. Uh, let me learn your cultural curiosity. Well, the, the, the absurdity of it eventually becomes there's no such thing as any true <clears throat> thing. Well, if that was true, you couldn't build a rocket. You couldn't Orbit the moon. There are laws of gravity that you have to take. You mm-hmm. have to depend on them. You can't guess. You can't hope. And you can't say, well, my In my world, there is no gravity. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Go up on top and jump off. Yeah. And let's see how your truth handles that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and to break it down to <clears throat> Main Street application, we are seeing the demise of truth or the communication of truth in society. Mainstream media gives no regard for truth. None. They will spin it. And continue to spin it. And after it's refuted, they continue to, to, to push that narrative. Well, right before elections, things, things get really good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And people just, which is why everybody's a bit nervous that's into Twitter right now. That's right. Yeah, so just the withholding of information is a lie. Censoring things about a discussion that later proved true, yeah. and nobody comes out and, and at least apologizes and says, ah, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. To be born of truth, to be born of God, 
if you know if we say we have no sin, we we are liars. That's what First John teaches us. Mm-hmm. We have to grapple with the truth. That would be right. a lie. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and if we, truth is not in us. And we know that he said you. you you of your fa- you are of your father, mm-hmm. the devil. So if we know, here's the question: If we know that God is truth, and we've defined what lies are, lies can be the communication of something that's not right. It can be the withholding of something that is not right. Mm-hmm. Can God lie? Mm. Here's the sucker punch questions. Here they go. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, and I, I, I've had that question. And. Because you do know there's examples of that in scripture that oh. would, that would lead. So the short answer is no, God cannot lie. God does not lie. But there are circumstances where there are flawed premises. There are corrupt environments where God will work things to be true and stay loyal to truth, all the while dealing with the corrupt parties who think they're pulling a fast one on God. Right. Right. I think we talked the other day about if if we lived under a corrupt regime and we had to hide people like they had to do in World War II and somebody came knocking on the door and said, hey, are these people hiding in here? What would you say? Right. And what did they say? Right. If you say, well, I'm going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're under the floorboards right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. That didn't work. Yeah. I told the exactly. truth. I told the truth. But at least I told the truth. Yeah. Right. Is that true? And that isn't true. Right. You're, you're betraying the truth. The truth right. is human life is sacrosanct. Right. And the regime that they were under was unspeakably evil. I had an elder tell me this about, not to segue into this, this is another, about ethics ministerial ethics uh, and, and that is a, a topic that needs to be discussed <clears throat> but this is what he said you know you try to be a a neighboring pastor that is not just sucking people from everybody and and but then there are those cases where if someone doesn't make a move boy could they sound like this and, mm. and kill me but <laughs> then their future, Salvation is, is compromised. Yes. And, and I had an elder tell me, you always have to go with the higher ethic. So ministerial ethics are here, but heaven and hell is here. The Absolutely. highest ethical standard is salvation. So if, if requiring someone to meet this sub-ethical standard requires them to compromise the chief ethical standard, this one trumps. Absolutely. And you're talking about authority. Uh, yeah. This is the chain of command. This yeah. is this is the yeah. wife who's under the husband. The husband doesn't come to church. The wife does come to church. He looks at her and he says to her, don't you ever go back to that church again. The Bible tells you to submit to me. Right. And it does. And it does. <laughs> but she... <laughs> She says, there's a higher power than you, bub. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll submit as long as you're yeah. submitted right. to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
there somewhere the 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 purpose and plan of God, that redemptive overall thrust of the kingdom, could require. I mean, we used we used a twentieth century example of this, but Rahab is a biblical example of this. Mm. Knocking on the door. There it is. You got some spies in here. <clears throat> the whole thing unravels if she goes. Yeah, they're upstairs laying under the. I got a couple sheets of flax on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So there appears to be periods throughout Scripture that on the surface a lie is what preserves the progress of the overall purpose of God. Yeah, and Scripture is replete with it. The, the Hebrew midwives. When yes. the Egyptian soldiers come and they say, all right, where's the baby at? We're going to kill it. Ah, well, Hebrew women are more lively than Egyptian women. Yeah. And before we come, they've already <clears> delivered <throat> them and it's gone. And man, it's yeah. amazing. Right. And all the while. So, so there's two components that I can readily point to. The first one is, which authority are we going to submit to? Right. So if, if, if a government or whoever whatever authority, say ancient, an ancient society, bans Scripture. The Romans burned, Diocletian burned Scripture. Mm-hmm. It was illegal. It was illegal to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a Scripture tucked away in the back, and yeah. are you going to say that you have that, or are you going to look to the overall picture, which is truth, that you are loyal to? Yeah, because at that moment, just the possession of it is dishonesty. According to the sub, oh yeah, ethical standard. Well, the Catholics thought that it was right illegal to have scripture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't read that. Read ours. Yeah. And you're not smart enough to. <laughs> you're not know, clearly, enough. clearly. Yeah. 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 We and we're going to put it in a different language. <laughs> and while we're so doing, so you can read it, but you can read it in another language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just trust what we say yeah. and give us a thousand years and I mean, we'll insert. It's a little different. It's a little different, but it's similar. Yeah. Yep. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, the, I think the classical example is where God tells Samuel. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. What happens if I get caught? Yeah. Anoint David king. Yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. If Saul finds this out, he'll kill me. Yeah. Tell him you're going to sacrifice. Exactly. God says to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is that a lie? Hmm. So the question I think. I just, just wait. I heard a car just leave the road. <laughs> they just left the road. Oh. Mm-hmm. Either person that. just said God lied. Either that or crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we know God cannot lie. He can't. No. He's not evil. He can't be tempted with evil. Right. But he does tell Samuel to withhold information. He does. Yeah, he does. And that's not a lie. Right. David, David and Jonathan have this same discussion. You know, Saul, if if we, if we go down the timeline a bit from where you're talking about, Saul is so eaten up with bitterness and anger towards David. David's picking it up. Jonathan's not completely bought it. So David says, Hey, we, 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 we gotta, we gotta, Figure out if Saul's going to kill me or not. Right? Yeah, it's bad when we're down to that. (laughs) (laughs) Things are bad. Have you ever felt that? (laughs) Yeah. 
So what's he tell them? I'm not going to be at the table tomorrow. And when the king asks where I'm at, tell him something came up at home and I've got to, I had to go home and take care of business. He didn't have to go home and take care of business. He's hiding in the bushes waiting to find out if the king's going to, going to be infuriated or not. Yeah. So the second part I see along with authority is preservation of life. Preservation of life seems to be a central theme in all of these. Wow. Okay, so does it this? It is, is Because here's the deal. To have this discussion, you've got to have guardrails on it because then everybody runs around thinking you can say, you, you can say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, God told me. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> can I refile my taxes at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So... <laughs> Or it's also, it's, it's this. I've heard this statement was made in, in, in some time past. Oh, no, you got to tell us where and when. Yeah, between <laughs> the North and South Pole. Yep, <laughs> yes, in the last hundred years. All yep. right. Yep, is that, is that help That's good clarify yeah. things a little yeah, bit? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to leave you completely out. Mm. Where the statement was made, it's better to lie in faith mm. than to believe in doubt. Ooh. And they were referring to the story of the Shunammite lady going back. And when the prophet said, man, how is everything? And she yeah. said, it is well. It's good, yeah. That mm-hmm. she was lying in faith because how could it be well when her, mm-hmm. when her son was home dead? Uh, I think that's a false premise. Oh, man, absolutely. <clears throat> I think she can say it is well because... In the purpose of God, all things work together for good. Well, yeah. That's an expression of trust. Yeah. That's not lying in faith. No. That's not how she got her miracle. But I know of a guy years ago who would get up and he would tell stories that weren't true. Case in point. No way, really? Oh. What do you mean? All to inspire truth or inspire faith. Inspire faith. So he started just making stories up and called them (laughs) parables. What? Okay, okay. Is this for real? No, no, I, but I've heard this. Yeah. Jesus did this. Yeah. Jesus told stories. Yeah, and parables, bro. They weren't true. Well, yeah, but Jesus yeah, so was I didn't clean truth. My... <clears throat> Don't bring that in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't clean my room, and I got in trouble with my mom, and I lied, so that's a parable. <laughs> Man, that's kids, a... plug your ears. <laughs> that's where this guy went. Which is why we got to have the guardrails on this. Yeah. yeah. So he would go there. He would go there. And, and people, eventually, it, it turned out there were, there were blatant lies. And oh when, they, when they questioned him, he said, oh, wow, wow. And he just waffled all over the place. And he lost all credibility. Um, so, yeah. You, and probably some faith in the process. Yeah. If you're going to enter that arena, you better have the voice of God and know the mind of God and be honest with yourself. Follow the scriptures. Okay, so there is another extreme that we can go to with this. And that is, well, we can't let people grapple with these issues because they might make the wrong decisions. So we have to ban all things and just, well, this is called propaganda, and just give a narrative that we want them to believe mm-hmm. and don't ever let them grapple with these tough, thorny issues. Right. And I think that's a mistake because we have to grapple with these things. We have to yes. wrestle with the angel mm-hmm. so that we can become Israel. Mm-hmm. 
So would it be would it be fair to say this that in those moments intent has a lot to do yeah with whether or not you are communicating truth versus no there's no spies on my roof yeah i think intent. what's the intent at that moment uh, yeah when you, I think a story that very clearly illustrates this is Judah and Tamar. Oh, yeah. You get no more convoluted than that. I mean, they messed that thing up so bad. You, you read it and you go, oh, my goodness, I can't even believe that's in the Bible. Yeah. But God takes pains to put it in there to, to highlight mm-hmm. the insanity that a people can deteriorate to. And here's Judah who withhold, you know, his first two sons die because of wickedness. His other Son, he promises him to Tamar because to leave her destitute is to leave her in poverty and right. a cursed life. He gets old enough, and Judah doesn't give it to her. So Tamar takes matters into her own hands, and it's one of the most sordid stories in the Scripture. For sure. Um, and so Judah and Tamar are involved, and she takes his staff and his signet. So she takes... He gave it to her. Yes. <laughs> She she was documenting. She was saying, you, yeah. you are a slippery so-and-so, yeah. and you're going to turn this on. And he, and he almost did. When she was with child, Yeah, he was ready to kill her. He obviously was coming, looking for what she was offering. Yes. Just not expecting it from her. Yes. So Judah sets the stage for this whole thing to happen in his wickedness. Yeah. Okay. When she produces the staff and the signet, he, and he, he realizes what had happened. Yeah. Then yeah. he makes the statement, yeah. she hath been more righteous than I. So the intent was to raise up seed. The intent was to obey the Genesis 3 mandate that the seed would crush wow. the head of the serpent. It's messianic. And her intention through all of the chaos, how do you judge in that kind of a murky deal? Right. But God, she becomes a, an heir or a... a Predecessor of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. And he says she's more righteous. She is more righteous. Intent. So it's intent. So the intent is to, which comes back to what you said a few moments ago, it seems to be about the, the preservation of life, yeah. the preservation of purpose. Um, you know very well that there has to be Churches, if you go like to, the, to, to communist China, that much like, okay, here's an example of, of Esther. Mm. Mordecai yes. specifically advises her, do not, do not let it out that you're a Jew. Withhold that information. That's dishonest. It's not being straight up. Right. It, anybody right now, any parent would, would, would discipline a child that withheld that kind of information from them. Okay? And she was instructed to do it until that pivotal moment in the kingdom. So the withholding of that information is what ultimately preserved. So it comes back to that intent being preservation. I think so. 
I've often wondered about this scripture. God says, to the froward, I will show myself froward. I'm going to meet it. Yeah. So man basically says, I'm going to outsmart God. I'm going to kill all the babies that I need wow. to to make sure that these people never rise up. Yeah, I'm going to devise a plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the kings of the earth mm-hmm. take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed, and the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing. Yes. But the Lord will sit in heaven, and he will hold them in derision. He will mock them. Yes. So he... Yeah. That is wow. truth. That is the monarch of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. He is truth. He is the arbiter of truth. And all things that are done to further his kingdom, whether it's murky or... I mean, how do you obey a Pharaoh when he is against God? Well, th- this comes back to what I was saying with, with communist China. Let's use it as an example. If you have five people meeting in a back room of a warehouse and the sign on the door says, uh, you know, lunch room or yeah. they're not getting together by the thousands and having conferences like we, we are privy to. They're having church. Yeah. But that's illegal. Is it a lie? Is it a lie? And, and, and if it is, and you follow that through to its logical conclusion, it has to be abandoned which causes them to compromise another biblical truth, which is forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah. We've been faced with that. We sure have. (laughs) (laughs) We sure have. So running around saying, well, I'll tell you one thing I'll do. I'll never lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when they tell you to stop having church and they tell you, you can't worship God. And in some places you can't even sing. It got down to you can't sing. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to follow? There is a church in Egypt that I know of that keeps party favors and confetti and a cake right by the door. And when the, <laughs> the Islamic militant forces when the Egypt hear the noise, they'll knock on the door. <laughs> They pass him out real quick. They can put little hats on their heads. They throw some confetti in the air. And they open it like, what? And they act like it's a birthday party. Is this one of the parables you're making up? No, this is not, <laughs> not, it's, it's a thing. I can take you to the bishop. And this is their modus operandi. Devising means. Yes, mm-hmm. yet that the Lord devise means. <laughs> I've read this about, uh, I think it was Brother Arthur that was the missionary in China. And he said that they would try to find little spots to meet alongside the tracks Mm. of a railway coming through, like a subway, preferably a busy subway, and that they would worship in spurts as the trains trains came by. Oh, my goodness. Mm. The train would move on. They'd hold it back together. Yeah. We don't have any idea. And, and I, th- I think these kind of discussions are pertinent to things that the church may face. Or the single mother, like you're talking about. Or, or the 14-year-old child. Yeah. Who the parents don't want them to come to church. 
I know of an apostolic pastor right now that his father forbade him to come to church. He would sneak out of his home. They lived in a trailer. The dad was an alcoholic, was physically abusive. He would sneak out, 15 years old. He would get on his bike, drive it down to the local park, chain it to a tree, and the people from the church would pick him up. He'd go to church, worship God for wow. years he did it. Come back, get on his bike, come back in that night. One night his dad found out and really hurt him. And, um, but for years he did that. Wow. Okay. Now, here's why I think this is a humongous topic, because as people of faith, we have to be brutally honest. We have got to, you know, if a man can't bridle his tongue, his religion's in vain and he is deceiving himself. Well, and, and that's the, uh, to me, that's the greatest deception. Yeah. So I believe in knowledge. I don't believe that science and God's word are opposed. Opposed. No. I'm a logical person. And when I say logical, I am consciously choosing that word because of logos. Yes. We serve a logical God. So the Catholic Church tortured Galileo because Galileo made this crazy thing called a telescope. Yeah. Points it up in the sky and says, guys, something out there. <laughs> you know, the earth is not the center of everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and whoa, whoa, who do you think you are? And so they, they heavy-handedly grab him, and, and it's, this is a fight for truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Galileo says, no, I'm serious. Look, the sun. The sun is the deal, and we're, we're circling that. No, nope. Because man is the pinnacle of all creation and has to be the center of all things, mm -hmm. the earth is the center of the cosmos. And they tortured him till he recanted. And, I mean, you put the screws to somebody, <laughs> finally they just go, okay, okay, you win. The earth right. is at the center of everything. Right. Yep. But is that truth? And, and so you impede. I said this at a Calvinism deal recently. When John Calvin killed Michael Servetus, you know, we... we point to that as persecution because he burned his book, Christianisme Restitutio. It's one of my favorite topics. In that book, it wasn't just about the oneness of God and the, the, the excesses of the Catholic Church. He had, Michael Servetus was a doctor. He was a genius. And he had discovered pulmonary circulation, that blood circulates through the body and bloodletting doesn't work. Wow. And John Calvin burned that when he burned the one that he, Servetus had hmm. pulmonary circulation right next, they, they would put it all in one volume. Theology was right next to science. So he, John Calvin destroyed pulmonary circulation for 250 years <laughs> and George Washington died because they bloodletted him not yes. knowing this. So yes. John Calvin killed George Washington. I like it. Broke it out right I here. Like on Absolutely. Where's, where's your bomb? Where's your Bible bomb? <laughs> Come on. That's a history bomb. <laughs> the first ever history bomb on Kingdom Spain. That's the bomb Man. of Gilead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> Be healed. <laughs> but yeah, we open up ourselves to criticism mm -hmm. when we try to superimposed narratives and a mistaken attempt at defining what truth is. God is truth. And and logic and, and looking at things with a prayerful mindset is a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and considering that we've kind of thrown out there the role that 
that no, there's no spies. Uh, I'm not going to tell them I'm a Jew. Uh, I'm going to disguise myself. I, then we also need to present like what you're doing now, the role that honesty is the policy mm-hmm. that you have to follow. Yes. And <clears throat> the role of, and, and this, we, we, we touched on this a moment ago, of that deception plays and ultimately self-deception is something that concerns me. You have to have an absolute truth that you can check yourself against. Yes. Is that not what preaching mm. really is? 100%. The Bible is the absolute truth. It is the absolute truth. So it, it, it's, it, we, we have to continually, well, that's what he said, by take it like a mirror. Yes. And hold it up and... and Examine yourself. Examine let, let it look into you. The Holocaust largely happens because when men eliminated the Bible, they eliminate the judge. If you eliminate the judge, you eliminate the consequence. Mm-hmm. Evolution run amok means we're just a bunch of cells competing, so let's just wipe out these cells and let's speed the process. Wow. So if we don't have an absolute that holds us accountable monsters i believe that and that's in any one of us well you remove all consequence for everything every there's no morality at that point this is why atheist regimes are the most brutal 100 percent. yeah i mean if there's no morality if there's no god in heaven mm-hmm. huh, right gas them bomb them yeah. starve them no consequence none right. it's right. just it's all it is is biology mm-hmm. and it's the this is mm, I don't want to go too deep in the weeds, but this is why nations without God are beasts in Revelation. We don't think one thing if a dog chases down a rabbit. Right. The world of the beast. Right. That's, That's the food chain. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So so if Nazi Germany chases down whoever and and and, and destroys them. Gasses them. them. Yeah. If communist regimes murder tens of millions of people. And it was built on a lie. Of, of, of supremacy. <laughs> and the fool says in his heart, there is no right, God. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those have far-reaching, staggering implications. Wow. And it's bestial. If we can get... I, I love the story of Jesus sending his disciples to the intersection of two ways mm. to pick up a colt yes. and the foal of an ass upon which never a man had. There hadn't been a man that had broken the beastly nature or tamed it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's good. But the anointed one sat on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And tamed that beastly nature. So when they laid him in a tomb, so no man truth, ever laid Truth it. sat on it. That's it. Go ahead with that. 
When they laid him in a tomb. He does the same thing to death, which is the ultimate beast. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is the cosmic devourer. Yes. So when we come to church, we lay truth on that nature. Because there is that beastly instinct inside of each of us. Yes. And you can look at it. A man can be brought out of generations of out-of-control men and rage and drunkenness and a nature that just consumes him and everybody around it. And if you can get truth to set on that, Mm. Mm. which is the day of Pentecost. It is the day of Pentecost. And there appeared unto them. Yeah. Cloven tongues of fire and it. Sat upon each of them. I just did a session in Biblos called The Horse and His Rider. I saw that. I have not listened to that yet. It's a simple idea, but it's that there must be a higher nature that sits on and controls a powerful, bestial, lower nature. There it is. And the, the musculature of a horse is the carnal nature that is so powerful. And people mm. think, I could never serve God. It's too powerful. I could never stop living like this. Like These impulses, these passions are too powerful. But when the rider enters the picture and he grabs the reins of my heart. Ah. <laughs> is it Isaiah that says, you must redeem the firstling, uh, the, the cult, the first one, has to be redeemed with a lamb or you break its neck. Mm. Right? Yeah. Is that not a picture of what Jesus did at that intersection? The lamb sat on. Oh, man. Yes. That, that cult. That is truth. He's the only one that can properly handle truth. The greatest, you know, he, he makes the the parable of the unjust judge who is dealing with the woman and she says avenge me of my adversary and and the unjust judge ignores her and ignores her and ignores yeah, her yeah but she by her continual coming she implores him finally she says though i fear not god neither regard man yet because by her continual coming she wearies me i'll give her what she wants if hear what the unjust judge says well all men and women are unjust, unjust judges. sure what will the judge? How much of more? How much more? How much more? So he's the righteous governor. He is the just judge. He is the arbiter of truth. And we we have to tremble, walk cautiously, work out salvation with fear and trembling. Is that not Nebuchadnezzar and the beast awakening within him? Mm. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. The denial of truth demoted him. So in, in his, uh, let, let me say it this way, in his elevation of himself to an equality with God, look what I have done. Demoted him below men to a beast. That's Romans 1. For sure. When they, <laughs> that's, yeah. it, that's it. Yeah. So this is humanism. This is evolution. This is professors at universities. I see that in Romans 1. Professing themselves to be wise, they became wow. fools. Well, So what more clear example of a man who exalts himself like Lucifer did 
I've seen this before. Nebuchadnezzar is the head of gold. Media Persia is the chest of silver. Alexander's the the loins of brass. Rome is the legs, the iron clay mixed. The kingdoms of this world. God saw the exact same kingdoms later on. But when God saw them, he did not see them in that symmetry. God saw them as lions with eagle's wings and four-headed lepers and mm. leopards. God saw them as yeah. as mismatched chaos. Animalistic. Yeah. <laughs> Stitched and put together in, in formats. Mm-hmm. And this is they, they made likeness unto four-footed beasts and creeping things, changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator is blessed forever. Men with men, women with women. See, this is how it happens, and we just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got lots of time. We have just hit stride right here. We just found stride. So here's the problem. What? Let me let me back this up and say it as a question. Pose it as a question. What role does this play in the very basics of uh, gender constructs? Uh, the embracing of who you are created to be. Sure. In truth, yeah. um, I'm I'm. I'm there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no greater lie than looking at a 75-year-old woman dressing like a 16-year-old woman. Yeah. And that's a lie. And the world who <laughs> loveth and maketh a lie. Right. Whosoever loveth and maketh. <clears throat> Have you ever noticed this in Romans 1? So the the when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. God gave them up, and then they worshiped the creation more than the creator. And then they took the glory of God. What is the glory of God? First Corinthians 11 chapter mm-hmm. says, yeah, it's man. Yeah. Yeah. Man is the glory of God. Yeah. And they changed him to reflect the image of the corruptible. Is that not literally where modification comes? Oh, Absolutely. To the very bodily elements of humanity. This is tattoos. This is piercing. This is pain. Mutilation. Mutilation. A whole, yeah. It's, it's, it's pornography. It is, the, it is the embellishing of a divine image to reflect what, what perverted, twisted view we have of it. No doubt. No doubt. And it is man without God changing the truth of God into a lie. That's what it said. Well, there it is. That's what it said. Yes. So, so now, you know, now people can't figure out what a man and a woman is. And, you know, there are very real consequences to this. I mean, beyond the moral and the spiritual that we, that is our bread and butter. But even just down to physiology, if a man says, I'm a woman and does all the hormones and does all this stuff. And has some kind of a a male disease or or ailment that is life threatening, and he goes in and he tells everybody, "I'm a woman," and they're working on him as though he's a woman, and there's moments to live, and it turns out it's a male thing. You can say it all you want to, right? But you're gonna die, right? If it's not addressed as right. what you really are, every cell in your body is screaming, "You are who this. you are." That's truth. And you, and you can't alter that. No. 
and and to think that that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This. What, what what about the implications on mental health? With them, with with someone that struggles with that biological base, yeah, of embracing who God created them to be. The statistics are there. It it affects mental health. Yeah. Oh yeah. You are defying every known reality in life. And so what they want to say is that a marginalized people are susceptible to mental health dynamics. You know, they're just depressive, they're suicidal. Well, yeah. <laughs> you have violated every norm. This is not because they're being oppressed. This is because you're violating the very... I, what, one of the very common elements of talking to someone that's struggling with depression is they don't know who they are. I'm not talking in a gender sense. I'm talking in general. No purpose. They don't know who they are. That you've got to have that to, uh, to uncover the very essence of, of what life is about. Where is the purpose of life? And that, that's a fundamental truth. Yes. Absolutely. You mentioned a moment ago about, I think in the book of Revelations, that we are dealing with mixtures. Mm. Yeah. Everything about God is pure. Truth is, is pure. Anything that, that, that is born of Luciferic motivation is always a patchwork of this and this and a bit of this and a hint of that. Yeah. You see it in idolatry. Oh, absolutely. The face, Revelations talks about it, the face of a man, the hair of a woman, yeah. the teeth of a lion. Mm -hmm. So we have different gender constructs. We have beastly natures coming out. Then we have the body of a scorpion, of a, of a locust, yeah. the tail of a scorpion. It's, it's a construct that when you look at it, you go, huh? God never made that. So here's the deal. That came out of the bottomless pit. So when Lucifer creates a scorpion, that's what it looks like. Mm. When, Luke, when Lucifer creates a locust, that's what it looks like. But when God creates one, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. This is whoever, whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I was just at the British Museum and I saw the the sentinels that stood at the entrance of the Assyrian Empire. It's what Jonah would have seen going into Nineveh. Mm -hmm. And it was the head of a man, the wings of a an eagle, the body of a lion. And as I walked in, all I could think of was Daniel and Revelation. God. This is what they saw. <clears throat> this this actual thing. They actually took a crane and put that on a boat and shipped it over here. And they were looking at those pagan elements that were the predecessors of this patchwork quilt we're living with today. Man, humanistic elements that say there is no God, that just patch things together. And all the while, they've got this pseudoscience that is a lie that's just rolling along and gave the gathering momentum and steam. Over here, there's amazing accomplishments being done in, in the 
microscopic world and the macroscopic world and space and technological innovation and true science is actually making amazing progress. Right. And over here, you got this weird stuff that's just, God never made it. And that spirit is prevailing right now. Yes. So if we've ever needed truth, man, we need it today. Hence kingdom speak. And? <laughs> Biblos. There we go. That's the truth. Well, if we will grapple with these topics. Okay, so this is what Israel was. Israel was a man before he was ever a nation, before he was ever a people. He was a man who wrestled. Yeah, absolutely. Wrestled with the heavenly. Right. We have to wrestle with the heavenly. Right. And truth emerges out of that. Yes. And there's ugly things. Was it you that said the other day that you have to confess who you are to God? Yes. Yes. That's truth. That's exactly right. What who, is your name? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So the person that are depressed, they don't know who they are. I don't know who I am. What's my purpose? Yeah. God asked Jacob that. Yeah. And if he would have answered that question the same way he answered it with his dad, mm. 14 plus years earlier, yeah. he'd have still only had the blessing that he robbed from that lateral relationship. But if you're going to get God to bless you, you've got to answer it right. All of create, all of heaven, everything's waiting. What's he going to say at this moment? I'm Jacob. I am Jacob. The moment he says it. Did I ever tell you about the name Israel and something interesting about it, about it being a composite? No. Well, the L at the end of it is Elohim, which Daniel and Nathaniel and all the L suffixes. But the I-S-R-A, um, the rabbis posit that that is Isaac, Sarah, Rebecca, and Abraham. So when God told him, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac, and it's the latter, he was saying, you are going to be the culmination of your forefathers, and, and El is with you. Elohim is with you. And Man would walk side by side with God, with the Abrahamic covenant. Yeah. Wow. Did you just make that up? <laughs> Is that really true? I read it. I read it. <laughs> you heard it first on Kingdom Speak. Yeah. Uh, just a parable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a parable. What is truth? <laughs>